0: It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports, from the preps. Mid-check with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland, match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner! The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. And he throws it back to the screen. Comes back hot. Play at the plate. No! Harper's in there. Harper scores on a wild pitch. And the Phillies lead it one to nothing in the seventh inning. Cabral deals an 0 1. That's into center field. It's down. In the score is Smith. And the Diamondbacks walk off the Phillies in game three. Cattell Marte takes a victory lap. Goes after the first one. Drills a high fly ball. Left center field. This game is tied. Tapper left side got it, and this is, is tied at two games apiece. Car backpedals out of the shotgun, pressure coming as he throws over the middle pass, deflected and intercepted! Ends up in the hands of Aluakun. Aluakun over to the left side of the 15, down the sideline to the 10, inside the 5, diving for the pylon, touchdown! Shotgun snap to Lawrence. In the pocket, throws, on a cross, it's Kirk from left to right. Goes up the right sideline to the 30, Kirk inside the 20, chase to the 10, breaks a tackle at the 5, and Christian Kirk all the way 44 yards for a Jacksonville touchdown. And the Jaguars grab a 30 to 24 lead. Carr in the shotgun, gets the shotgun snap, drops the throw, throws it wide back open. in the end zone, wide open and dropped by Foster Moreau. Good Friday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. 102.5 Rock AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State. We're broadcasting on your radio station. Of course, also online, nwksradio.net, the Rockingham app. No matter where you are, we thank you for listening here on this Friday morning. As always, get your thoughts and comments in on the on the Morning Blitz through our text line, the number 785-899-2222, the number will be part of the Blitz. Here on this October, the 20th, uh, we have reached the end of the high school football regular season here this Friday. Uh, So the regular season will conclude tonight. We will dive into that. We will touch on a very loaded Saturday full of regional cross country as well as sub-state volleyball. We'll touch on all that coming up here uh, in our first segment. We will visit with Connor Nickel as we usually do on a Friday, get his thoughts on uh, substate volleyball and uh, some big games in the high school football ranks here on this Friday. So he's going to join the show. And of course, we'll take a look at Kansas State TCU uh, on the gridiron on Saturday. Nebraska Northwestern, both Kansas and Colorado have bye weeks this week. Uh, we'll touch on Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos, Packers as well. A little bit later on in the program in our final segment. Uh, highlights there of the morning, kicking our show off there with the ALCS, the NLCS, and Thursday Night Football. First and foremost, <laughs> Thursday Night Football last night. That was a game, I admit, folks, I went and did other things around the house. I mean, I always kind of have like the game on my tablet kind of following me around, but I'm always doing things around the house. And so I was not really paying that close attention to the second half of that football game because the Jaguars had put themselves in a position looking like they were going to just win, and and the Saints' offense was just stuck in neutral. They could not get going, and all of a sudden, here come the Saints charging back, and then they tie the ball game up on a, uh, you know, Michael Johnston... Uh, catch and then a two-point conversion play and all of a sudden we got ourselves a ball game with three minutes left here come the Jaguars they go down the field after their offense got stuck in neutral pretty much in the second and third and all the way through the most of the fourth quarter they were stuck in neutral I mean it was like 24-9 late early in the second quarter and that's where it just was it was just stuck in that spot and then they finally were able to uh, work their way out of that and make it a really entertaining game at the end. It certainly got better as it went on, and there was a lot of action at the end. But man, you want to talk about heartbreak for Foster Moreau, the tight end for the Saints. That is tough. Why, as you heard in the call, wide open in the back of the end zone, drops it, and the Saints end up losing uh, there at home to the Jaguars. 5-2 and on the stat of the night there, heard on Thursday Night Football. 10 out of the last 12 ball games the Jaguars have won. Once again, folks, Sometimes it comes down to coaching. Sometimes it does. And the Jaguars are in that spot. They have a—they they they built a decent roster. They had a decent roster there when Urban Meyer was the head coach. But the coaching just was not there. The connection with the players and the coach was not there. And look what's happened since Peterson came and took over that spot. Todd Peterson came and took that spot. That is amazing work that he has done. I mean the Jaguars like once again winning ten out of their last twelve. I think dating back to last year, that's so impressive. That's so impressive, especially for a Jaguar franchise that's off their best start I think since two thousand and seven. So that's uh, a very very impressive showing from the Jaguars. They get the win. They're five and two, and they remember they've been playing on the road. You know they've been on the road so much. They were in London for two straight weeks. They were uh, they were of course in New Orleans. Now they finally get to return home and rest and actually have a home game before a bye week so they finally get to be home in their own beds because they've been away because their owner loves to see them play over in new orleans or sorry in uh, in london excuse me but nonetheless 31 24 the win probably should have gone to overtime but i did not unfortunately foster monroe dropped a third down play and then they couldn't convert on fourth down either could the saints and They've got some bigger issues themselves to get figured out with Derek Carr, quarterback, and, and things going forward. There, they got to get some stuff figured out, and Derek Carr may not be the answer, and they just gave him a big time contract. Uh, in baseball, happy man today, Ross Volkmer, the Arizona Diamondbacks find a way to take a game in the NLCS once again. It's all gravy. It's all. It's all. It's been gravy since uh, since playing in uh, Milwaukee and getting a win there. It's all gravy. But they find a way to get a win at home. It was behind the performance, an unbelievable performance from Brandon Fott. Five and two-thirds, a career-high nine strikeouts. He's the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history in the postseason to not allow a single run or a single walk uh, in his first three starts. He's been great. And I. And this is no offense to Brandon Fott. I didn't expect that to happen. But he has been that good. He has been that good as Brandon fought in the postseason. And the Diamondbacks' offense did just enough in the end to manufacture a run to win 2-1 over the Phillies. Big game four here tonight. If they can find a way to win it, even the series back up at two apiece, who knows? Who knows? Still think, once again, the team that gets the three, got to feel really good about their chances uh, with three games left to get one of those. So, big game tonight in game four of the NLCS. That's the late game tonight. Uh, The early game today will be game four of or sorry, game five, excuse me, game five of the ALCS after the Astros, once again, on the road, 10-3 winners in Texas. No team at home has won a game in the ALCS. It's always been the road team. Houston has done better away from home. The Rangers did better away from home. So we'll see what happens uh, here in game number five. Once again, this one will be in Texas. If history or if the if it all stands true, then I guess it means that the Astros are going to win. But we'll see. That's a, that's a look at what's going on. And the NLCS, the ALCS, and of course a little bit of uh, football as well. Also, shout out to James Madison University. They beat Marshall last night. They improved to 7-0. and Once again, unable to go to the postseason because they are moving up from uh, FCS to FBS. But uh, 7-0 and and having a phenomenal season there are the Dukes of James Madison in college football. All right, uh, moving on. A very, very loaded couple of days here with Friday night football tonight, high school football final games of the regular season, and then Saturday regional cross country and regional or sorry, and substate volleyball, excuse me. Starting tonight with high school football, got some really big games on the line. None bigger than Rollins County hosting Hoxie. It's a huge game. We all know Rollins County is a top 10 team in one in in 8 man division 1. They've played like it all year. Their defense has been amazing. Ryan Schramick and all the kids there have done a great job all season long. And Rollins County has a chance to put a cap on this amazing regular season and win themselves a district title and get to host the first round or lock in a host in a, in a really good spot in the postseason with the win tonight over Hoxie. We all know that Hoxie, of course, and head coach Lance Barr, who joined the program here a few days ago, has done a phenomenal job with that team this year. Despite graduating a good number of seniors, they've done a great job, once again, having a successful season. Their only real loss coming to the powerhouse in Wichita County. They, once again, we talked about how they've been so good at limiting mistakes. They've done that so well this year. Once again, not trying to jinx anybody, but they've done so good at limiting turnovers. They're going to have to do that again tonight against Rollins County. You want to limit those opportunities. Rollins County can really run the football and they can control the clock when they do that. Hoxie has shown the ability to strike through the air and be a good passing team and they may need to do that at times especially if they limit if they're giving if they're getting limited possessions when Rollins County has the ball. We'll see how it all shakes out but boy that should be a dandy of a football game there in Atwood tonight. Rollins County Hoxie no doubt the biggest game I think in our region by far. Uh, after that, probably Wallace County hosting Thunder Ridge. That is a district title on the line between the Wildcats and the Longhorns. Thunder Ridge has a quarterback that's had a phenomenal season this year, over a thousand yards rushing and oh, at least over a 500 yards passing and multiple touchdowns. We'll see what Wallace County can do. They've they've done well against teams over here. They've struggled against teams further east like Victoria, and we'll see against Thunder Ridge, but. Uh, good luck to Kyle Gefeller and his Wildcats side as they uh, host Thunder Ridge tonight. That's the best part is they don't have to travel. Thunder Ridge has to come to them. That'll be big. So those probably are the two biggest games um, in our region. There are some other interesting games. Oakley going to Stanton County tonight. Both teams are 1-2 and two in their district. And here's the thing. Oakley members start off the year 0-6. Didn't get their first one until last week versus Syracuse. And now they have a good chance, of, they have a decent chance of possibly beating Stanton County tonight, and that would all of a sudden move them from being what was dead last in their district to being third, and they make the postseason. That's the interesting thing about the way the postseason is set up in Kansas now, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just interesting. You know, you can have an 0 for season, but you only got to win a game or two in your district to put yourself in a good spot in the postseason. That's all you got to do. You just got to win a game. And that's what Oakley's done. They played a challenging schedule in the mid. Connolly, Phillipsburg, Smith Center, Norton, very difficult teams, no doubt about it. But the plane's been. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm sorry. Thank you, Craig, for texting in. Oakley won last night, 34-13. I looked that up, and for some reason, it said that was still it was going to be tonight. I thought I swore that game was going to be. Uh, I thought that game was going to be played tonight. I even looked it up, but apparently I was wrong. Oakley won. So there you go. Nonetheless, they get the win. Does Oakley over Stanton County? Your host is a moron. But Oakley gets the win at Stanton County last night, so they have two wins in district. They all, they lock up a third seed. They're still going to have to go on the road and play a very difficult team. But nonetheless, uh, a great showing at the end by the Oakland Plainsmen and head coach Jeff Finnick. because, once again, it's it's difficult to go 0-6 and then try to find ways to win at the end of the season. But they have found ways to do that as Oakley. Uh, some other area games tonight in football. You've got Quinter hosting Stockton. Weskin going to Pawnee Heights. Decatur community at Hill City. Triplanes Brewster at Greeley County. Uh, Shyland hosts the Golden Plains. The Cougars trying to keep it perfect uh, this regular season. I feel like they probably will. Rollins County hosting, or sorry, St. Francis hosting Wheatland Grinnell. That ought to be, uh, St. Francis ought to be able to get a win there, one would think. And then you've got Colby at Scott City. And Goodland going to Hugueton. Both teams are the GWAC going down south. Colby at Scott City. You know, the Eagles will more than likely have their hands full. Scott City's a powerhouse. Um they've 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 shown that with their physicality and their and their balance, they're able to throw and run the foot or run and throw the football this season. Uh Colby has shown the ability to make big plays in the passing game. They will need multiple of those. Unfortunately, the running game has not been as good as they had hoped. Uh, but Northout, it'll be a tough, tall task for Colby tonight down the road at Scott City. But it'll be fun to play once again at the nicest, I don't know, probably one of the nicest facility in, in western Kansas. I mean, if you draw the line uh, on the highway that goes north and south out of Scott City, it's probably the nicest facility with uh, everything that's there at Scott. And then you've got Goodland on the road down at Hugerton. The Cowboys will be tested by an offense that is very, that is very successful in the run game. Hugitson features an offensive line that has three uh, returners from previous years, uh, including an All-GWAC center in Sebastian Gonzalez. They're very good and very they're seasoned, and they're very good up front. And when you have that kind of experience and that kind of success, that that makes and especially in the trenches, that makes you a very dangerous team. And that's what Huguetson is. Huguetson does that. They have a great running back in Griffin Hager that they get the ball to a lot. He has over 1,000 yards and 25, or no, yeah, 13, 14 touchdowns, I think, this year. He's re- he's he's very good. Their quarterback, Isaac Martin, is a very good quarterback. He's an honorable mention All-League player a year ago, but he's also been hurt a lot this year. But he he looked to get back to full strength last week against Holcomb in a loss. He looked great. He had over 100 yards rushing and 100 yard passing. So they're going to run into a very talented Hugenton team. This Hugenton team was, for the longest time, was kind of stuck around 500. You know, three wins, four wins wins a season. Last couple of years, they've gotten to that six-win mark. The problem is, you know, they they can't get over Scott City, and Holcomb, like most teams, can't. Um, Despite, I think this year, they've been way more competitive against those teams. I mean, they've lost to Scott City by a couple scores. They lost to Holcomb by a couple scores. It wasn't like it was blowouts. So, Hugueton is no doubt the third best team, in my opinion, in this district. Uh, They only did beat Colby by about three scores, and that could be some hope for the Cowboys, because Goodland played Colby tight. But we'll see about tonight. We'll see. Uh, You're going to have to stop the run. There's no doubt about that. If you're you're Goodland, you've got to stop the run. And and the biggest thing for me is you've completely flipped your offense on its head. The last this last week, does another week of practice give you some more uh comfort if you're quarterback Zach Thorson throwing the football? Can the Cowboys develop any sort of running game out of these out of this new look offense? They they've have to find a way to run the football. If anything, to run the clock. Throwing it 30, 40 times a game is fine if you complete the passes. If you don't, the clock stops, and if you go three and out, like the Cowboys have had a problem of doing this year a lot. It just makes the game longer and gives the other team more opportunities to score more points. And that's the tough part. Right now, according to the Massey ratings, uh, Hugh gets in a 35 and a half point spread favorite. Once again, just want to see if Goodland can make, get some big passing plays, uh, get, get some big plays in the passing game going. And the bigger thing, probably the biggest thing for Goodland tonight, before we get to uh, talk a little bit about substate volleyball and regional cross-country, is that you've got to get Going earlier. The Cowboys have been one of the worst starting teams probably in the state. They've been outscored by opponents 171-38 to in the first half. They have to get going in the first half. They have to find a way to get points in the first half. They can't be down 35-0 at halftime. Have to find a way to get points in the first half. Whether that means forcing turnovers, whatever it means, scoring on defense, have to find a way to get points in the first half if you're going to have a chance in any game going forward this year. Have to learn to score earlier. The Cowboys have only been able to score, unfortunately, the last couple of games against the opponent's JV team. they got to find a way to do that tonight if they're going to have a chance against Hugoton. Once again, it'll be a tall task. Hugoton is a very, very good football team. Not on the same level as Scott and Holcomb, but right there behind them. A very good football team Coach Jay Witt has. Uh, by the way, if you're curious on the Colby-Scott City spread, once again, Goodland 35.5-point favorites on the road at Hugoton. Uh, about the same. Colby 36.5-point, uh, sorry, Hugoton 35.5-point favorites and Scott City 36.5-point favorites uh, against Colby, according to the Massey ratings here on this Friday. So there's your high school football slate for, uh, for today. Should be some good ones. Highlighted by Rollins County hosting Hoxie. Should be a dandy. Uh, quickly into Saturday, a very busy day and a very important day for athletes that don't play football. Uh, you've got regional cross country and sub-state volleyball. Regional cross country, you've got 3A athletes running in Great Bend at the Lake Barton cross county or the cross country course there in Great Bend. I don't expect. A lot of. I don't expect any teams from Colby or Goodland to qualify. If I'm just being completely open and honest, I don't expect any teams to qualify. Could well, I do expect a couple of individuals to possibly qualify, one of them being Faith Hoover of Colby. She's been great all season. I expect her to probably qualify if she has a good showing. Um, possibly Hayden Litzenberger, if he has a really good showing for Colby, he might qualify, maybe. Uh, Jason Gable would be the the one Goodland uh Cowboy or Cowgirl, I think, that could qualify. We'll see. So if she has a good showing, Jason Gable could qualify. But that's that's probably about it based upon what I've seen so far this season. But who knows? Maybe you have a, a great day, you're feeling good, and you run good. But probably no teams, probably two or three individuals qualifying uh, in 3A for Goodland or Colby. And then all the area runners, whether it's 2A or 1A, will be running down in Mead at the Mead Golf Course. Um, you know, 2A, you've got Hoxie, uh, who's probably going to have some good showings on the boys' side. For sure, they might have one individual uh, make a good run as well on the girls' side. Then you've got uh, Oakley might have a girl or two make a run, possibly, in the 2A side of things. That'd be about where I sit on that. And then in 1A, you know, of course, you got Emma Weimer at Golden Plains, who's been one of the best runners in the state. Expect her to finish high. Wallace County always seems to have some pretty good runners get in there and of course uh, expect Quinter to have a have a couple teams qualify they're a couple of the best teams in the state so look for Wallace so look for Quinners both boys and girls to probably qualify for a state cross country We'll see how it all shakes out uh, once again 3A in grape 2a and 1a in Mead and then substate volleyball. On Saturday, a lot of different tournaments. You've got regional schools, majority of regional schools, Triplanes producer, Wallace County, Shyland, and Weskin will all be down at the Greeley County Substate. Expect Wallace County and Greeley County to play for a substate title there. Uh, I think that's what the the feeling would be between those two programs. They face off a lot this year. I don't even know how many. I'm sure Connor Nickel knows. Uh, but they faced off a lot of times this year uh, between Wallace County and Greeley County. It'll come down to whoever wins that match more than likely and who goes to state. Uh, there is another 1A D2 regional that is at, in Grainfield. Wheatland Grinnell will host uh, Golden Plains and other regional schools like Western Plains Healy, Northern Valley. Um, Wheatland Grinnell, Northern Valley could be an interesting matchup there in that sub-state. We'll see if the uh, Lady Thunderhawks, led by Caroline Schrader, can get it done and make it back to state. They've had such a great run uh, of success there for Wheatland Grinnell volleyball the last few years. Uh, in 1A-D-1, St. Francis is the top seed. Rollins County and Decatur Community also competing at the Stockton sub-state. Uh, we'll see St. Francis is the one seed, but there are some other intriguing schools in that sub-state, including uh, like Stockton. Um, and uh, like I said, Rollins County had some decent showings this year. Uh, then Oakley and Hoxie will be playing at the 2A Syracuse sub-state. Hoxie, it's, that's a really... Interesting sub-state, because there's some good teams there. You've got Joaquini, Trigo, Hoxie's in there. God, I'm trying to think of who else is in that sub-state. There's some other really good ones. Oh, uh, Leota, Wichita County's in there. There's some really good ones. I still think Hoxie probably makes it. They're 30-4. and They've had a great season. I expect them to have a great showing Saturday down there in Syracuse at that sub-state. But it will be a difficult bracket, as there's about four out of the eight teams that have 20-plus wins. And then finally in Hoisington is where you find Colby and Goodland, where they will actually face each other in the first round. Goodland has won both matches so far this year, one in three sets, the other one in straight sets. Cowgirls are playing with a lot of confidence right now. They they won the league title, both, both the tournament, of course, and then that does, I was informed this morning, it does count towards... Uh, the league as a whole so they are GWAC league champions for the fourth consecutive year of the Goodland Cowgirls with that win in the tournament Um, so they're riding high and if they can get past Colby the tough part is they're going to face probably one of the better teams in the state in Hoisington uh, top 10 ranked team in Hoisington and they have a very uh, impressive freshman Simic I think is her name She's amazing. Uh, She's putting up unbelievable numbers, is this freshman for Hoisington. And they've got some other great athletes there. And so it will be a tall task to get past Hoisington. Uh, But one thing you got to like if you're a Goodland Cowgirl fan or a Goodland Cowgirl player is that you're playing your best volleyball right now when it matters most. And Colby, for the sake of things, can say kind of the same thing. They're playing some of their better volleyball. They finished third at the GWAC League tournament. So they're playing good as well. So it should be an interesting first-round match between Colby and Goodland where you know, certain things go, like I said, Colby's pushed uh, Goodland to three sets, uh, maybe third time the charm for the Eagles, but whoever wins that match is going to have a tall task in the semifinals about uh, an hour or so later against Hoisington because that team is deep and pretty darn talented led by a freshman star player. So there's a quick look at Substate volleyball for Saturday, which by the way, we'll have coverage right here on 1025 UROC of that Goodland-Colby match, and then we'll continue coverage after that. Uh, especially the Goodland Cowgirls get on and they face Hoisington. We'll have coverage right here in on 102.5. Here I bring you coverage of Goodland uh, Cowgirl Volleyball. That's on Saturday. So long road trips ahead for your boy. Uh, Hugoton tonight. Hoisington tomorrow. And then, uh, by the way, if you look ahead to next Friday, if the Cowboys are unable to get a win tonight on the road at Hugerton, uh the Cowboy football team will be on the road at either Smoky Valley or Nickerson. So three very long road trips ahead. Uh, for Goodland High School Athletics, that is for sure. All right, it's 7.33, we're way past due. we got to get to break. When we come back, we'll visit with Connor Nickel uh, and get his thoughts on a very busy weekend with regional cross-country, sub-state volleyball, and a busy end of the regular season in football. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.